0: On Cubs fans, welcome back to another episode of Cubs on Tap. Coming to you tonight, a little bit late, but hey, we are coming to you after a win, a series victory. Can't believe it. Don't know how it happened. Didn't think we'd see the day. Um, the first season series win since opening day, which really technically juice, you pointed out on this on a past episode. We haven't even concluded that first that opening series against the Brewers because game two was postponed due to inclement weather. So technically this was our first season series victory against the San Diego Padres. Pretty incredible stuff came back from behind after we already had the game pretty much in hand five to two. And then uh, what the hell happened? No idea. Those couple of innings there Um, Scott Afros got about 27 outs in one inning, uh, he, he completed a game, it felt like, in one inning just to get out of one inning. And, uh, yeah, Juice, w- uh, before we get going here, I want to let all the listeners know that you can definitely go to our YouTube channel. Please do that if you want to talk, you know, comment, talk to us, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. on Sportsnet.com, all the Chicago sports needs that you, you know, all the teams, we got all the teams, we cover them, beer reviews, entertainment stuff, uh, bets. You know, I'm handling the on-tap bet stuff. Bears on tap, bulls on tap, socks on tap, whatever you want. Uh, you can find it at tapsportsnet.com. And, uh, yeah, Juice, let's get into this thing. I have two questions for you before we get going. My guy, at Juice on tap, I'm at Joey Knows Nothing. And, you know, if you want to follow the Cubs stuff, at Cubbies on tap on Twitter. Juice, have you ever seen somebody run slower, top-end speed, slower? than Yadier Molina and Albert Pujols combined? That's the first question. And secondly, how are you doing?
1: Doing great, man. Yeah, I, uh, if I had to bet against him or my grandmother at uh, Bet Rivers, make sure you're going over there for uh, Code on Tap. for uh, They'll match up to $250 deposit match. It's awesome. If I had to bet on that, I'd probably bet on my grandmother. Um, and she's no longer with us. So that was uh, – an insane, stupid amount of running that, like, Yadier Malin, just retire, dude. You're done. Like, just retire already. After that, like, embarrassment that, that was just shown, going first to third, I don't even know what he was doing. I don't know if he was running to get a cheeseburger or a taco, like, what he was doing. But, yeah, man, just an embarrassment. Like, he just go away, man. Like I'm, I'm done with Yachty Molina. Just done. Like the guy, the guy's a clown at this point. He's a shell of himself. He's a loser. People don't even like him. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody likes him. Nobody I, likes Yachty. I heard he's like Aaron Rodgers. His family doesn't even like him. Benji, oh, Benji Molina's over there. Like the hell, man. I hate this guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm starting rumors. I'm sure, and I'm sure they're not true, but they're true in my mind. So Is Jose
0: Molina hiding too.
1: He, he, I, you know, you forget about name that Molina you used to play. You know, back when you would watch Sports Center, that was so great, man. Like sitting and watching Sports Center every night, and it was name that Molina. And That was before I had like this pure hatred for the Cardinals. Um, and I'd be like, oh, that's Yachty. And then, uh, yeah, now I, I, I'm done naming Molinas. I, I want, I want them all out at this point. And bad guy, bad teammate bad runner clearly
0: clearly tony larussa is faster than yadier molina at this point they should you look run, at his gifts
1: they should run for their jobs like that should be the the one who who
0: loses has to just go home like forever <laughs> they should just all band together and play like just just play softball just play huge softball old chicago style softball i don't like, even know if they'd be good at that at this point yeah,
1: just horrible people. Like, does do any of those like does Tony or Yachty seem like the guy you want to drink at your softball league with? Not me, not, not no, me. Not. Yachty seems like the type of guy that would like get like super hard on with it and like or go su- hard on hardo and just just so embarrassing.
0: Got yeah, a they question did. For you, Juice Scott Crawford got a question for you
1: more embarrassing Molina running or losing to the Reds 14 to 11. Yeah, uh Oof. Man, the Reds are bad. They the Reds are so bad. I saw a story they ran out of hot dogs and beer on a promotion night. Like that is that's how bad that is. And you know there was like 700 people there.
0: Well, you know, that's because their owner is just being super cheap right now and just like cutting all costs wherever he can. He's like hot dogs, beer, we're not providing enough please you get what you can when you get in the ballpark you get one or two and that's it we we, we feed enough people and uh we're, we're, we're a little bit low we're shorting everybody so I um, yeah I feel bad quarter. for the Reds actually if I'm being honest not that I you know I don't really care that much but uh and then our guy Cody here says losing to the Reds 14 to 11 is uh is worse uh yeah I think that's pretty bad that's pretty bad juice not
1: yeah no I mean At this point, too, it it should go back to, like, I always hear, you know, going into Bears games used to be so fun because you could put, like, 11 beers in your coat and they didn't give a shit. And you could bring, like, a bunch of food in. You'd never have to buy anything from the concession. Like, the Reds should just do that. Like, it should just be a free-for-all of whatever you can bring into the stadium. Like, I think I would bring in that. If I were ever, like, lost a bet and had to go watch the Reds, at, in Cincinnati, I think I would like try to find the nicest steakhouse I could find. And I would just bring in like a $70, like 48 ounce prime rib or something and just enjoy it. Like out there. cause that'd be the only thing I'd enjoy for the, for the whole nine game, you know, nine inning outing. But with that said, I'd probably puke it up after watching bad baseball. So I don't know. Maybe that's lose, lose for me.
0: Yeah, no, I kind of agree though, man. Like, and then Scott here says BYOB would be the best. Honestly, I have a story behind this. So this kind of reminds me of like we had this dollar theater here in Rockford. Uh, it was a dollar literally to enter the theater and watch a movie. But they were all movies that were like not brand new. It wasn't like something that was just right in the theaters. It would you know they take a little bit of time to get to sure. this theater. But who cared? Well, we don't care. We we'd wait and we'd go to that theater. And you know what the best part was? They did not check anything and we used to bring all the candy we wanted in, yeah. in, like you know your, your girlfriends or like whoever's purse you, you stuff them in there like my mom would be stuffing stuff in her purse and bringing like m&ms with and like you know it's much cheaper that way because that's yeah. how they get you juice they get you with the candy the popcorn the yeah
1: the concession markups man you're absolutely right you know it's just like reds baseball it needs to stop concession markups to stop. need to stop Reds baseball needs to stop. But, yeah, no, and so does Yadier Molina at that point. Needs <laughs> so to stop for more running. Um, but, yeah, we're talking a uh, a Cubs win, man.
0: Talking a Cubs win. Yeah, let's do it because uh, I'm excited about this one, Juice. Uh, the first game of the series, obviously, we kind of recapped already. Me and Ron did an episode. Uh, we recapped the first couple games of the series. Cubs getting the shutout. Kyle Hendricks, magnificent, master class professor. Uh, almost did the, had the complete game, 116 pitches, I believe. Um, but you know what? And then the second game, obviously, we lost uh, a heartbreaker. Frank Schwindel, that ball should have been out. Uh, they, they, they said it on the broadcast today, actually, which confirmed my beliefs when me and Ron came on here, and I was ranting about uh, Bob. I almost said Bob. Rob Manfred. He might as well be Bob. I don't know what he's doing. He's bobbing for apples. He's not he's gotta, actually gotta, like... earn
1: his, gotta earn his real name. It's just like Al Pujols. I've been talking about it on this show for for weeks. He's gotta he's never gonna earn his name back. He's Al Pujols. That's he's a shell yeah. of
0: himself, so he's a shell of his name. Shell of his name is a hundred percent spot on because when you're fucking with the baseballs like that, and hey, we got a little bit of good karma in this game because one or two balls that the Padres hit. Should have probably been gone in this game, and maybe you could say the same about Jason Hayward's in this game as well. Not quite sure, um, but there were a couple that were hit by the Padres—one or two for sure—that could have been out and could have really done damage against us, been big trouble, and they fell short of of the of the wall, and that's what happened to Schwindel last night. And then today, I wanted him in the lineup. I said last night, I said, put Schwindel in the lineup, DH him because I still want Reeves in the lineup. But I said he put a good swing on that. He had a nice at-bat. Get him back in the lineup, feeling good about himself, knowing that like, – have people tell him and have him knowing that he should have hit a home run last night because he even, even he thought, thought it. He thought it was going out. So And then what did he do today? He banged one off the wall in center field. Um, that was nice to see. Alfonso Rivas, he hit a home run yesterday with his family in attendance. And then today, dude, huge, man huge came up clutch at the end of that game the go-ahead two-run single how, i mean how do you feel about the first base and dh position i guess we'll just kind of get into it. juice right now from at least from this series what, what are your thoughts
1: yeah no it, it Revis his performance over the the way stand here great probably means that he won't be in the lineup tomorrow right all things considered <laughs> this is how this has gone no, he's, he's got to play. There's no reason, like we said on the show for forever and ever here throughout this whole little run, the Cubs are going to – if they're going to be bad, I hope that they're, you know, at least finding out who's sticking and who's going to go, you know. So a 25-year-old needs to play every day, and that's – and he's showing too. He's showing that he can get big hits. We already know about his glove. You know, he, he's, he's a guy who – is what well, already a way better fielder in my opinion than Frank at that position. So if you want to get Frank some at bats to kind of let him work through this slump he's kind of been in, you know, DH him. That's why the DH is there. Um, but he's got to play every day. Yeah, it was good to see. There's a lot of guys throughout their series I thought that were. You Wilson know, Contreras, really excuse me, stays hot. It was nice to see him, you know, knock the ball around the yard, but. To go back to your point about the whole idea of the of baseball gods kind of shining down on us, it's been a long run in the last couple of series, it seems like, to where they've had some really bad luck. And yeah. good luck today was nice. I know I know, we're way behind being even. And that's, that's the sad part because that whole White Sox series was like, man, like one or two drops, it seemed like that was going to be the difference in the game. And the Cubs were hitting a lot of balls hard throughout that series that just didn't fall in. They, just, they found, you know, they're right at somebody or some terrible luck. And it was just good to see, you know, the the, the fortune, the baseball guys kind of turned their way today. And, uh, yeah, man, no, I'm excited. I, I think if you're looking at, at a guy who really stood out to me, it was Reebok because, you know, he hits that home run, you know, the, the first night in front of some of his family. And then today gets the big hit. And those are like, those are huge confidence builders that you belong, right? You know, you come up in a big situation where your team's counting on you to drive and run, and you're able to do that. You're able to, you know, poke something through the infield and get some hits. And, you know, before you know it, now now you're hitting the ball harder around the ballpark, and you you know you belong. You know, and that's the case of I hope that we're seeing with rebus. I hope that, you know, with his glove and with his left-handed bat, it fits the need. And he's young, and he's only going to project to the future to, you know, be a mainstay in this team if he can lock that down. Because, as we talked about, there's not a lot of depth throughout the minors at that position, so he's going to get every opportunity to, opportunity to succeed. I also think it's just time that you know David Ross pencils him in, you know, and we you just got to see what you have at this point. And I, I think too like you, you should play him against lefties too. Cause I want to see him get it back with that as well, because if you truly have a guy who could hit lefties and, and it's a left-handed first, man, you're, you're close, man. You're starting to look at some things around the, the infield that could shake up going into next year and or the year after. And you don't got to worry about that position or go out and spend big money for that position. You can address other needs around the ball field, then man, you're ahead, you know, and, and it's, it's a, Sigh of relief if you're able to do that on a guy that was, you know, essentially kind of thrown in, right? You know, it wasn't much expectation, you know, going into that. But it'll be great to see if he could, uh, you know, turn it all around and uh, and keep this thing going.
0: Yeah, hundred percent, man. I'm with you about the lefty thing too, and I think that's really important. Uh, you know, I didn't have a problem with him sitting so much against the Dodgers but I know there was some talk about that online and stuff about why is Rivas not in the lineup. I mean, Hey, like in my opinion, not every day, he doesn't have to play every single day, but at this point I want to see him in the lineup more days than not. And like, you need to find out if he can hit lefties. So at this point in time, we don't know if he can hit lefties or not. Cause he's never out there against them. It feels like, so I'm with you juice on that. And like, you look at, you know, as you said, you're close if you have a left-handed first baseman that can hit lefties. Look at the guys that we had before. It's not just Anthony Rizzo though; he could hit lefties. Uh, there was also other guys in the league, Matt Olson and Freddie Freeman. They kill left-handed pitching as left-handed first baseman hitters. So I'm with you if this is truly a guy that's going to be a mainstay in this lineup, and it's nice to see the power a little bit here. Uh, he he just missed one too. Um, not too long ago. So it's like, is this power really developing for Rivas? Because we see this nice approach. We see the discipline. We see it like in crunch time too. He, he's not he's willing to go up there with a nice, steady, even keel mind. It's, it feels like even when you listen to David Ross talk about him, he just feels like he really trusts him as a hitter up in the box in key situations. And that's why we were seeing him at the top of the lineup, you know, at, at in the leadoff spot. He didn't have that much success in the leadoff spot as much, but you know, that's why Ross was trusting him there. So I do really want to see him in the lineup uh, moving forward more days than not. I'll say that like if he gets a, you know, sparing off day here and there, that's fine. He's still a young guy that hasn't played too many big league games. And you know, it's a, the travel aspect of things too. I can see how that can possibly affect a young guy who, you know, is just trying to get acclimated here in the big league. So you need to give these guys a little bit of a blow every once in a while as well, but make sure they're getting their, their due at bats, you know, get the reps that they need. And, uh, you know, to that other point too, we're talking about Rivas and the success that he's been having lately. I mean, Nico Horner, we got to talk about the injury, Uh, you know, sprained his right ankle, the collision looked pretty nasty, looked pretty weird to be honest, that it's just an odd play um hopefully he's not going to be out for too long but you never want to see him leave especially how good he's been defensively and at the plate um hitting the ball hitting rockets all over the place and so i want to get your thoughts on that and then wilson Contreras, man willie the beast this dude seven out of his 10 at bats he had hard hit balls and i believe that he was seven for 10 if i'm not mistaken and just crushing the ball around the yard it's great to see it's like he's got a a hair under his ass about not having a contract extension or something. It feels like, and Hey, we saw him DH recently too. So maybe a little bit extra rest, like we thought coming into the season. Hey, what do you know juice? Maybe it's not that bad of a thing for a guy like Wilson Contreras, who's catched, who's caught as many innings as he has over his young career to this point, which it's not that young anymore, but uh, and Scott Crawford says right here, extend Willie. I want your thoughts on Horner and Wilson Contreras. Yeah, Horner, real snake bit, right?
1: Because you, we're talking about guys that we want to see in this lineup almost every day. You know, we want to see growth out of certain players, considering that you're a long shot to make the playoffs, right? You're kind of looking forward towards next year or the year after of them being you know, a mainstay in fighting for the top of this division. The problem is, is that, you know, a lot of these guys that we're trying to get looks at can't stay healthy. You know, you talk about Justin Steele leaving his last start, you know, Nico Horner, Nick Madrigal, you know, I'm sure there's five others. Say Suzuki, who's been out for for two games too, as well. I don't know if he's hurt or if he's just, you know, hitting that wall and needs a couple of days off. But yeah, no, it's, it's a matter of, you know, you're not getting those those reps or those looks for the front office that are so valuable. You know, I, I always go back to the 2020 season that I thought that it made Theo and Jed's you know difficult run so so their difficult job so much more difficult because they had so few games to evaluate going into 2021. You know, they really didn't know what the the future of the of the Cubs was going to be, considering that. They only had a couple games, 60 games to judge these players. And it's such a small sample size that I don't think you can make that decision on 60 games. So it made that offseason so much more difficult. And you hope that you're not falling into that trap now because of injuries. You know, you want these guys to be healthy. You want them to have, you know, their full run of over, you know, 120 games, you know, 110, 120 games. That way you can see what you got and what they have to work on. And if they're injured and they're all and they're not out there, you know it's hard to evaluate young talent when they can't stay healthy, and that's the biggest problem as of right now with with Nico Horner. To go to Willie, yeah, man, I I love that he's been so mentally strong throughout all of this. It is so easy as a player with the contract situation, with them trading, you know, all the guys that you came up with to have a sluggish season you know to not come out ready to play and especially him who saw
0: it last year from those guys
1: yeah especially him too who like realistically man like if you look at Willie, like he's to me he's always been that igniter he's the guy who a feeds off of people but all also can bring his own energy i always thought too that like when he had guys like javi in the lineup and chris bryant and rizzo who you know were laying it on the line every day it only made Willie better because he was he was able to be that fire and to just bring his, you know, his full game and full excitement into the into the ball game. That can be really difficult to do when you're on a middling team, and it's a bunch of guys that you've never played with before. So I think he's been mentally strong as well as equally strong with the at bat and defensively too. You know, you just start to wonder, what the future is for him in a Cub uniform. And I hope, I'm I'm pro-extend Willie. I think that that's, you know, you, you traded away so much fan favorite. To trade another one away would be kind of an even tougher pill for the fans to swallow. I just, after what they did last offseason, there seems to be no sense of loyalty. And yeah. it wouldn't surprise them if they get an offer that they feel is warranted and they, it brings them back maybe a third base prospect or maybe Rivas hits for a while and then struggles and they still need to fix that first baseman side side of things, you just start to wonder if the Cubs are just going to start to look to get younger at that point and then build out even further. You know, Maybe you're getting back like a low-A prospect that's very young but projectable, back for Wilson Contreras. In in addition to some parts that are probably closer to the MLB level, that way you can bring up this new wave, still stock for the future, and still you know kind of surround some guys around the new core that's going to come up. I just wonder, you know, what the level of negotiation was prior to this all being because it just doesn't seem like either it doesn't seem like either side has led on that there have been good negotiations that they're even close and that I'm, I'm starting to wonder if they've even offered a full contract you know that's that's the question you know and and if they haven't done that i think the writing's almost on the wall that they're going to field offers for him at the trade deadline if they're not in it and if they get something they like don't be surprised that they pulled the trigger, but he's been nothing short of spectacular to start this year. And he'd be the best hitter probably on the market for, for trade. Let's let's be honest here. It's hard to find hitting catchers and guys who do it at the level that Wilson Contreras does for a contender. That is maybe a piece away. You could ask for a pretty penny for Wilson Contreras. And if he doesn't project in your future, this is a Jed Hoyer you know, question and, need to figure it out. If he doesn't, then you got to get something for him. Cuz that's to let him walk is just to me it's it's not it's not responsible as a GM.
0: Yeah, no. And I, and Jed's not going to let that happen. He's not going to let I I don't think if anything if last season was any indication, he's not going to walk away with nothing. He's either going to trade him or he's going to be making sure 100% that he can either extend him after the season or and it's like within the range of whatever the dollar amount that they think is right between the years that they think is right between him and Carter Hawkins and Ricketts let's just say it whatever they think the dollar range and the years are are within their their grasp he's going to make sure that he can get this deal done Either after the season or before, I truly believe that just based on what he did last season. Because, like you said, Juice, he hasn't shown loyalty to these guys. Yes, made offers, competitive offers that held up well on the market. That is true. And I and I heard somebody recently, pretty big journalist, uh, reporter, Cubs beat, you know, whatever you want to call them recently said he still doesn't understand. He said this on the Chicago Airwaves too, so I'm just going to say that. He recently said, I'm not sure how the Cubs didn't get a deal done with Javier Baez. I'm still puzzled by that. And he said $140 Well, listen, the Cubs offered more than that. And I'm just going to go ahead and say that I wrote that in my article when he signed with Detroit that the Cubs offered, I believe it was by Buster Only he reported $180 million, I believe and I could be off on that just a little bit at this point, but I, if my memory serves me correct, it was at like $180 million range. Uh, so that one held up. So how are you not – I mean, so Bias said no. So what does that tell you? Does that tell you that he just didn't want to be here playing for this organization under who was running show here? What does that say about Wilson Contreras? Like him and Wilson Contreras are probably pretty close, right? Like same goes for Willie and Rizzo and – you know, Chris Bryant. I mean, like, so that tells you like, there could be some real conflict here between the negotiations. And if that's the case really makes you question, like, is he getting dealt off? And was Jan Gomes more than just, uh, you know, I'm going to spell him to give him some rest, give him his legs some rest and try to help boost the offense a little bit. Uh, was he like the guy that would replace him basically when he's traded at the deadline? And, Look, for the returns that Jed Hoyer and, and the Cubs got for all those deals, I am I, I kind of trust Jed. Like whatever decision he wants to make, and I know this is going to sound bad, right? Because, you know, we talked about it pre-show, and you mentioned that it's a possibility that he could be brought back even after traded, uh, you know, as a free agent in the offseason. That is true. I trust Jed at this point. Because I feel like he's done nothing to, like, dis-earn or, you know, unearn my trust at this point because of the returns he's gotten. Look at Pete Crow Armstrong, man. He is killing it in the minor leagues right now. Return for Javier Baez. Look at Caleb Killian and Alexander Canario. Killing it. Chris Bryant trade. I mean, it's he's doing pretty well with these returns. Nick Madrigal got hurt. Fine. That was involved in the... Greg Kimbrough deal, we still don't know exactly what he's gonna be if if like a high ceiling guy or whatever. But I guess my bigger point here is like no matter what happens with Wilson Contreras, I want him extended. I'll be the first to say that I want him extended because you know you said it right on the button. This team is lacking familiarity uh with players to, that the fans can really attach with, basically. And Contreras is a guy, he is the the Lone Ranger now. And catchers, like, we've seen them kind of stay over from some of these, like, old competitive teams. Yadier or Molina. We spent the beginning of this show ragging on Yadier or Molina, yadi and Al Pujols. yadi stuck around in St. Louis. He carried over, and they kind of re- retooled that team, and look where they're at now. And they're competing and playing well with yadi Molina being old as fuck and not being able to run around the bases. Like, he's... He, he, he's got a burger stuck on the side of his belly while he's running around the bases. Like, uh, so it can be done, you know, it it definitely can be done.
1: Yeah, no, I, 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 agree with a lot of what you said there. I, I just, I think it's hard for us as fans to sit here and get in the, we all, we all obviously as fans want Willie back, but I think the hardest part as a fan is to separate the business part of it and what's best for the future and to look at like, when are the Cubs going to be legitimately contending? You know, if you're paying Wilson Contreras and you don't think that you can contend for two year, two more years, you're paying dead money to Wilson Contreras for two more years to then get him at the end, maybe of his run. You know what I mean? Yeah. Depending on health. It's just a, it's a big question to me. But I, I love the way he's kind of kept all of that to the sideline and when he steps in between the diamond, he's been nothing short of spectacular, both defensively and offensively. um but yeah, I, I think I think what this series showed in a lot of things that there's a lot of there's a lot of positives on this team when you're watching. There's just some really bad luck to start this yeah. season. and I think that in a year that you're trying to figure out who is a part of the future and who isn't, it makes Jed's job so much more difficult. And I just hope that these guys get healthy. I want to see, I want to see this team with a clean bill of health or mostly a clean bill of health and just see like what he even tried to put together this year to try to be somewhat competitive. I mean, every team tries to rebuild, but when you put a team together for a year, there's there's always that percentage shot that when you put them together, that this is going to work, and you're going to find a lightning in a bottle year, right? And that's the that's the case with this team, I think, in a lot for for Jed. I think that he realistically knew it's a small chance that they fought for the division, but it's also like we we are making all these assumptions in this on the show. But realistically, we can't say that this team's been healthy at all. You know, we really don't know what this team is, is really capable of because before this season even started, you were down two arms in are starting rotation. You yep. know, and and now you're looking at your starting lineup and your two middle infielders that you penciled in there are out. So,
0: and now if, you still got rotation issues with Stroman. Uh, what he's yeah. designated or wasn't designated, but he was on a he was on a IL stint. Did we even get an IL like specification on that injury?
1: COVID sick. I don't know. We'll we'll see. At this point, like I I don't even around with that. Yeah, I mean it's it's just a matter of we'll get him back eventually. But I just I feel I kind of feel for the front office throughout this start of the season because I felt like they would have a better idea, you know, through a span of what we had over a little over thirty games you know, of what this team was going to be. And I don't think that we've gotten a fair shake throughout this whole thing yet.
0: Yeah, and it sucks, man, because, like, of course it sucks when you never have your full lineup and, like, roster that you put together, especially coming from a GM, GM standpoint or whatever. But, you know, then you look at guys like the Horners, Nico Horner just going down tonight, and then Nick Madrigal on the IL. These guys have had issues staying healthy, both of them. Last year, Madrigal had issues staying healthy on the south side. Now, the Horner, he's been struggling with injuries for a while now. Like, this isn't the first year. This isn't the second year, if I'm not mistaken. Like, he's he's been dealing with some injuries, and that, that's been part of the thing with him. And this is kind of – it's been freak things, too, that's been happening to him. So I'm not, I'm not willing to call him injury prone. But the thing is, he's great when he's on the field, but – if he's going to like have these random things happen, I mean, it's just, you you can never get a full sense of what this team can truly be. Like you said, Juice. so I'm right there with you, man. Like I really want to see these guys all on a field to truly get an idea of what this team can be. And Hey, even in this series, yeah, we took two or three from the Padres, but if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I i could have swore two of those three games, we were beating them up in the the expected numbers, the expected batting average numbers, and the games were closer than that. Like they were getting some hits, more some more hits than the Cubs were in some of these situations. That's like, hey, why are we beating the ball the heck out of the ball if we're just it's just gonna turn into an out? And that's been like that this season. So yeah. you know, that bad luck, it really, really stings.
1: Yeah, I don't think that I think that they're due for a good span of good luck soon, too. They'll probably beat a bunch of teams that, um, they may they maybe shouldn't. You know, I thought that they played that Dodgers series was pathetic, and the White Sox one I thought was really unlucky. But this San Diego te- the San Diego series almost corrected itself, right? They did some good things on both sides of the ball. You know, you had the you had the uh, Kyle Hendricks start, which was fantastic. You know, you could have won yesterday night, but. You know the the baseball gods and the and the um, batting average balls and play gods didn't uh, didn't sit well with you either. And then today, like they could have quit when they when they came back. And that yep. resilience, I think, is you know another notch to to David Ross for you know getting these guys going in the in the dugout, you know, and, and keeping them you know eyes on the prize to you know win a series, you know. And I think that that's you know like we said, man, first series win that was scheduled series since last year. (laughs) It seems like we've been talking, we haven't talked about a series win on here that was legitimate in a long time and it's worth celebrating, but uh, yeah, no, I'm with you. I think that uh, if you look at this series, it's, there's a lot of good. There's just a lot of like injury bad that really is just upsetting. I I really wish they were healthy.
0: Yeah. I'm right there with you, man. Like, Quick shout-out for this, like, just to kind of put a bow on this last game here um, against the Padres, which ended up winning the, the series for the Cubs. Rowan Wick, man, 33-pitch save, uh, multi-inning effort. Rowan Wick was – and he was still touching 95-96 in that second inning there. So, I, I mean, with the lack of weapons that were in that bullpen because of David Robertson being out and all that, like, Rowan Wick – He kind of showed me something today. Not that he hasn't been all season. He's been really pretty good, but the velocity has been ticking up. Um, That's a guy that I'm kind of looking at as, hey, we have Rowan Wick back. You know, I don't Mm -hmm. know how you feel about that, but I I like what I see from Rowan Wick.
1: Yeah, no, he's got electric stuff. You know, there's a lot of guys in that bullpen that, you know, are kind of pitching down to their expectations, you know, he's one of them that is pitching above his expectations, considering that when we talked about him on this show, you know he had had that velocity that was you know kind of down, and that curveball didn't look like it had as much bust or, you know break on it as it as it did for a long time, even when he was you know pre injury. But yeah, he's been spectacular. I think uh, it's harder and harder to find guys, in that, and then they were talking about it in the broadcast today that David Ross circle of trust. You know, that, that's down there because it seems like the bullpens kind of struggle just a little bit. But I think that's a matter of starting pitching needing to be a little better. You know, they got to get deeper into games. And if they don't, you know, you're taxing your bullpen and it's just more and more, you know, tape. It's more innings. It's, it's more fatigue that sets in. You know, we saw last year, if your starters can't go at least five, you know, five and two-thirds at – most you know you're gonna need you're gonna need a really deep bullpen that is filled with guys who can go deeper into games and the problem is is that the cubs are working bullpen right like you're kind of working through what you trust and what you don't so i it's i think it's been a difficult uh team to manage in that point for david ross so not just david ross for pulling all the right strings at the end there
0: yeah, I'm 100% with you. It's it's a it's a solid job by him to try to put pieces together, um, and it's a difficult one. And then, you know, speaking of guys that like giving you length out of the, the starting rotation, I want to go ahead and look ahead to the series against the Diamondbacks. We're going to go travel to Arizona to face these rattlesnakes. Uh, game one, Drew Smiley, he's been pretty solid, 3.04 ERA overall this season, but – that's a guy that has not given us a ton of length, Juice. He did get up to 94 pitches his last outing, but he has not given us more than five innings pitched in a single outing yet this year. And in his last two, four and a third, four and two thirds. You know, so, I mean, I, I, I'd like to see a little bit more length from Juice Smiley. And we're going to take on good old buddy, good old pal, Zach Davies in game one. Uh, good. <laughs> God man, if we don't tattoo Zach Davies, I'm gonna have a horrible freaking weekend. Yeah,
1: I'm with you. I'm gonna you. have a horrible weekend. I'm with it. Yeah. Put Rivas in the lineup. You know, it's hopefully us back and let's let's hit the guy around the around the yard. You know, I wonder too if we'll be seeing a, a roster move, all things considered, you know, moving some guy who has, you know, maybe pitch too much for a fingernail on the DL or something, because it it does seem like the bullpen's very taxed because you didn't, you got a long start out of Kyle the first game, but these last two, they really had to pull a lot out of a hat to get to the end of games here. So I'm curious if we'll see like a roster move and some, you know, just to add another pitcher just for this series and and I'd imagine, you know, then you can go back to your normal, you know, roster after it, or just to find a guy to to spare, you know, a little bit of what's going on out there. I know they had Samson come up and he didn't pitch. So I wonder if Samson's a move um, that's coming up. You know, maybe he's a guy who gets another look, who got a good look last year. But I think that they sent him down after the Swindell stuff and all that. Um, so it'd be interesting to see if he gets some time out there. Um, but with that said, no, yeah, I think uh, I think if you're looking at this series, it's it's take game one and then try to win. It's a three game set, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, three it's, games. It's take game one and then roll your dice and try to win one of the final two. Right? It's gonna be tough to win against Gallon. Um, but with that said, you know, get out there and knock it around. It's a, it's a bigger ballpark. Maybe, you you know, duck a few in there and, you know, who knows, man, get out there and, and hit the hot weather. That's another thing too. That'd be nice. Even though it's hot here now, which is kind of nice. And I went out for a little walk myself today and was like, ah, bats, bats are coming around. Time to start betting some overs. Um, but yeah, you know, just to look at this series, you know, get out there into the heat and, uh, See how far that those uh, governed baseballs can fly.
0: Take the governor off. Please take the governor (laughs) off. Please. It's like a go-kart, man. Nobody wants to ride the Volcano Falls go-karts. I want the real freaking deal. Give me the backyard dingoes with the governors off. That's what I want. I'm Um, with you,
1: brother. Juice. I want want home runs and long ones, man. I want 500-foot bombs. If it was my choice Absolutely. all these guys would still be doing steroids at this point man. That that's what brings <laughs> that's what brings people to the yard man. It's not the milkshakes, it's the steroids. That's what it does. I'm telling you man. My I, my,
0: my steroids bring all the boys to the <laughs>
1: yard. I'm telling L- you man.
0: Listen, Juice. Shout out to the the Dingers podcast man. We want we want Dingers. Our boys over at Dingers. We want Dingers. That's what we want. Damn right. Um, Juice, we gotta kind of get out of here, but I want your thoughts. Fly the W pick. I think we're gonna be back like Friday. Ron will be back Friday. I guess we're doing series fly the W picks, so maybe we should just do our series fly the W picks now for me and you, and then we'll get Ron and maybe Joe's and Tyler's or whoever's uh coming up here for the rest of our you know Cubs on Tap panel. But fly the W pick. We got Zach Gallon in game two. Uh, and Zach Davies game one. I'm not sure the rest of the series. TBD Saturday, Sunday, it sounds like, for the Cubs. But, Juice, fly the W pick for the series against the D-backs.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with Ian Hap. I think uh, big ballpark. I think this is the time for the captain, you know, one of the captains on this team to come step up. I'll go with Ian Hap. I've kind of been rotating all around between Happer and Horner and Seiya Suzuki. I'm going to – I went with Rivas the last one, which that was a nice uh, – Nice touch. He had a nice series, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with Nico Horner or not Nico Horner, uh, Ian Happ for this one. Um, and I think I think the Cubs win two out of three in this series. I really do. I think that uh, I think that they're maybe this is the the stretch of some good luck on on their side, and the baseball gods kind of smile down on them after what we witnessed today for at least a week. It'd like it'd be nice to see the Cubs get a win streak going. You know, just to just to sweeten it, man. It'd be nice to see them uh come out there and and, and win a couple in a row.
0: I am one hundred percent with you. Let's win a couple in a row, win another series, then we could talk about streaking with these series. After you get two, you know the third is a streak. So let's get two and then we'll fi- we'll figure it out if we can get a third straight series win. But it starts in Arizona. Uh I'm gonna go with for my fly the W pick. I'm gonna go ahead and take Let's ride the hot hand. Willie the Beast, contract year. We spent a ton of time talking about him on this episode. He's on fire right now, absolutely locked in at the dish. Every at-bat feels like a good at-bat when Wilson's in the box. I like Wilson Contreras for this game, Zach Davies, or for this series. Zach Davies traditionally, I don't know as much about this season, but traditionally he's a reverse splits guy. He gives up a lot of loud contact to right-handed hitters because of that changeup. So I think that Wilson's going to be in a prime position. And who spent a lot of time c- catching him and saw a ton of his pitches last year, a ton good of his point. bullshit pitches last year. <laughs> but whatever he was tossing up there, Wilson was back there to receive and get a very good look at. So I like Wilson in this series. And uh, Zach Gallen also has a pretty good changeup. So, hey, he's right-handed pitcher, right-handed batter. Might do a decent job against that changeup, uh, Zach Gallon's as well. So fly the W pick, Wilson Contreras, you're going with ian happ who's having a terrific season i love both in this series let's go ahead and let lay, lay fly the w and number one uh we, we got a freaking series win juice any final thoughts for this series and then the upcoming one against the d-backs
1: yeah do more of what you did in this series you beat a good team you know that's the i think uh the whole taking the extra base uh I'd love to see less uh Vargas out there, but it doesn't oh. seem like that's gonna be the case. Um, but yeah, just do more of what you it'll did don't over tomorrow. Oh, he's yeah, he's a, he's horrible. He's horrible. If I if I see another at bat from him, it'll be too soon. But uh with that said, man, no, just do more of what they did over this week. or the span of this, you know, three game set against the Padres. You beat a really, really good team. And uh some decent pitching too. You know they they didn't beat some bums. You know they they beat some good some good starting pitching. So go out there and uh and have the same plate approach and and be aggressive. You know, we talked about it after the White Sox series. Um be aggressive. Don't don't watch as much in the zone. Be aggressive. Go
0: out there. I like it, Juice. I was just thinking about that. I don't know what movie it's from. Yeah, be, be, the, aggressive. Be, aggressive. Be, 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 be aggressive.
1: Aggressive. Be be aggressive. BC, yeah. We should meet, we should get out there and uh, sit behind uh, Home Plate there and, and just chant away, and maybe uh, we're the secret <laughs> sauce for this whole thing.
0: We will not do the wave, though. I can guarantee you that. No, um, I, we'll I'm sick
1: of seeing that shit. If you're at Wrigley and you're doing that shit, you just find the exit,
0: my friend. Please stop. Please, please stop. Juice, we got to get out of here. Anybody who's checking out this podcast right now, you know where to find all your Chicago sports needs. You go to ontapsportsnet.com. Check out you know all the articles we have for just every sports team in Chicago. Um, we have entertainment stuff. We have beer reviews, all that good stuff. I'm doing bets work. Uh, you can check out the ontap bets. Go to at ontap bets. Check that out. At Cubbies on tap is our handle. At Sportsnet is the main handle for our main account. That is the big, the big overarching. Uh, You know, conglomerate for this big thing. So, anyways, I'll mix up my words. It's getting late here, Juice. We got to get out of here. So, let's get out of here. The only way that we know how. What do you say? Fuck the Cardinals. And let's go, Cubs.